Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm excited tonight. We got guests. We're going to do this thing tonight. Yes, sir. Don, tell them the topic. Tell them the topic. Tonight's topic is love through the ages, a comparison of Gen X and Gen Z's perspective on dating. So this is going to be a very good topic. That is Marcus, the host, and I am the co-host, Don, a.k.a. Junior Lilly. We thank you for your joining us this evening and providing us with your, your attention as we're going to bring you two guests from two different perspectives that will be able to share their thoughts and ideas on this topic. And uh, one of our guests will be coming in, will be at the age of 25, while the other guests will be at the age of 50. So we're going to get those two different perspectives in modern times, in the year 2024 on dating. Uh, so I'm looking forward to see what they got to say about that. What do you think, Marcus? Man, we got a Gen X and we got a Gen Z. Yes. And, and you think about this. We got the Gen Z who might have been procreated or made when, you know, when Afro picks and Donna <laughs> Ross was on, you know, Man, playing on the radio. NWA. You know, they got Gen Z, you know, playing NWA or, or you know, might be conceived to something, you know, some, some gangster shit, you know. Yeah. You know, I ain't gonna say what daddy mine told his mama, you know, but you know how they do back in the day. You might be made during a freak neat time. We don't know. But Capital Beach. <laughs> yeah. But what yeah. we're trying to get to is we, we just want to see how the progression of the Gen Z and the Gen X, because we always talk about the differences. Yeah. And, he, and that and date in front of the real, mm-hmm. we also we always speak of the pop always want to speak about the positive. Yes. You know. So but we always look at one generation and kind of snub our nose, and we see. But we also want to know like how they doing it. You want to see yeah. the differences, and yeah. what's the best time? We got one who's an artist, a Dar member. He's always in the comments, always speaking the positive. Yes. Not, we did. We got the twenty five, the Gen, the Gen Z, who is you no. Know, one of the, one of the young men I'm I'm proud to call a friend because at his age he got his shit together. Yes, and not, you know, and so I figured that, that he's probably the best person to represent that culture. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And before we bring them on, and then we're going to get into the definition of the Gen Z and Gen Xs. I want to read a bit of uh, just a little uplifting uh, poetry quote uh, that will get this topic started off. Uh, And this is coming straight from the book, After Thoughts of Epiphany, Reflection of Words of Wisdom. Again, this is Junior Lilly at his best. Anyone and anything. Anyone can be anything if they just put their minds to it. However, anything does not mean a damn thing if anyone does not put their heart into it. So you just think about that as we marinate on these topics for tonight and going forward. And with that being said, Mark, let's go ahead and bring in the guests, the guests so we can go ahead and get discussion on these definitions between all right. Gen Z and Gen X. First of all, let's bring it let's bring the Gen X in. This is Floyd. Hey Floyd, what's going on? What's up, my people? Peace and blessings, Welcome, everybody. Sir. What's up, sir? Thanks for being here this evening. Go ahead okay. and introduce yourself, sir. Okay, well, thank you, sir. Um, first of all, it's a pleasure meeting you down, man, you know, uh, yes. live and, and direct. And mm-hmm. what's up, my man, Marcus? Yeah, yeah. So my name is Floyd Boykin, Jr. Uh, I'm a host of a lot of things. Um, I do a lot of art. I'm an artist. 
uh, from poetry to playing music to culinary arts uh, to um, the violin and some other stuff. I'm sure I'm missing out. <laughs> I'm missing as well. But mm-hmm. you know, and I also run a, a podcast as well, talking called nice. the Exchange Podcast, and we talk about healthy relationships and things like that. Nice. And this is Welcome, why he's sir. a great representative of Gen Z. Excuse me, Gen X. Yes. All the, he's an all-around man, you know, the classic man, the man's man. You know, so matter of fact, what, what is it? Let's read the definition of a, a Gen X person. Let me bring it Gen on. Gen X. Uh, Floyd, we're going to get your opinion, ask you for your opinion on this, but looking through some Wikipedia and some Oxford Dictionary, it is dis- describing Generation X as a group of those who were born or grew up during a time of significant social, economic, and technology change. How do you feel about that, sir? Um, I mean, I I feel like that's pretty accurate. I mean, we were we our generation was getting into where technology was starting to pop, in my opinion, where you yeah. know the video games were start kicking and the graphics and you know yeah. music. Uh, what we listen to, our music start changing. You know, yes. um, just the way we start seeing lives, we start being real creative on a lot of things, such as um, uh, just music itself. You know, hip hop. The birth of hip hop start kicking off, you know, things like that. So yes. I would say that's pretty accurate, in my opinion. Okay. And speaking okay. of hip hop, I mean, you think about it when the birth of hip hop and the evolution of hip hop in our generation. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. He, 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 I'm just thinking about it, you know, and how the birth of hip hop and it changed as into the 90s when, when the Gen Z started coming about until now. Um, wow, I just thought about that. That's amazing how how that genre itself that was started pretty much when we came up has evolved into 2024. Yeah, very much so. True, so true. So we got to bring in the other guests and let's get his uh, ideas, concepts on this topic tonight. So without further ado, let's bring in Dallas. How you doing, sir? What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hey, peace, bro. Nice to meet you, sir. Uh, welcome to the podcast. So, Dallas, go ahead and give everyone a little brief description of yourself. Uh, so, I'm actually 26. I'm a new 26, but I am <laughs> 26. Um, but, uh, yeah, my name is Dallas. Um, I kick it with market, Marcus pretty often. And um, I do a little bit of social media work, corporate strategy, marketing strategy. And... Um, I just moved from Dallas to DC, so I'm just kicking it out here and it's uh, nice doing the thing. He has yeah. a great name, Dallas, representing uh, the Lone Star City itself. So, Dallas, we are discussing some definitions between Gen Z and Gen X, and we've already discussed Gen X with Floyd. So, I'm going to read to you the definition of Gen Z that I found on Oxford Dictionary. Oxford Dictionaries, and I want to see if you agree with this. It is saying Generation Z is a group of people who were born and regarded as being very familiar with the internet. How do you feel about that concept? Uh, I definitely think it's true, but I think there's a lot of things that get looked over. For example, younger or older Gen Z, such as myself, we actually, our childhood, we pretty much didn't really have the internet technology. I mean, we had a little bit. We had dial-up and all that stuff, obviously. Um, but wait, we, like, wait. You say older Gen Z? Yeah. Like, what do you mean by older Gen Z? I'm trying to You know, for real. Yeah. older Gen Z. Like, not, if you were born before 2000. like Okay. Okay. 
I don't really count 99, but maybe 99. <laughs> so like we grew up still with, you know, we weren't really on the internet like that. Yeah. Yeah. We were around to see, oh, like the first smartphones and all that stuff. But okay. then younger Gen Z, they kind of, a lot of them grew up and they already had, you know, iPad, iPhones and stuff like that. And so yes. I there's still a big difference between those of us who didn't grow up, you know, on some of this technology versus mm -hmm. those who came, you know, a few years later and did grow up uh, pretty heavily influenced. So that's the only thing that I would say. But yeah. I got you. Thanks for clearing that up because uh, you probably had a couple of the people out there listening confused about uh, <laughs> the Gen Z. It's like, okay, exactly. let's, yeah. You can think about it. This is what we're here for. We're here for mm -hmm. clarification. Because we think of Gen Z, we think of like, ah, oh, you ain't never heard of Net Zero. Hell, <laughs> yo, <laughs> you, you was never on Black Planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I guess a rotary phone and a um, typewriter jack y'all up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know I Blackberries. That's <laughs> a comparison there when you was talking about the, the introduction to the smartphone. Because I remember Blackberries was like the introduction to the smartphone era. People being busy, savvy with the two-way pagers and all of that. So, yes, I, I feel you on that, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I like about Dallas. Dallas is a, since he's a fresh 26. <laughs> But he's a very mature. He's a very mature fresh twenty six, mm -hmm. and there's very few people that of that older Gen Z that we that we would tend to you know respect and, and listen to. And this is why we bring him along. He's very. He's going to speak well mannered and well educated, and he's going to help us get, bridge this gap. Yeah, and, especially in this dating world. And one of the things we know we want to address is that you know Dallas and Floyd, both of you are single. You know, you know I won't say you're out there on a hunt, but you're out there mingling. <laughs> uh, they ain't and, got the uh, bat and uh, <laughs> walking around, caveman, <laughs> popping them over the head, dragging them to dragging them back to the lab. They ain't doing nothing there, man. Right. So. <laughs> And you know, and, and so we go. This is we have so many things that we want to ask you, and things that people want to ask you, and we trying to narrow it down into a, a small hour window. But guys, I think it's going. I think it's going to be a two parter. So don't be surprised. Remember, honesty and freedom. I like this is this is the real. They affirm the real, and so. Don, you, what's the first question you want to ask? Because you're going to talk yeah. intelligently. Let's get into this show topic. Love through the ages, a comparison of Gen X and Gen Z perspective on dating. And some of the questions, well, one of the questions that I wanted to ask was uh, to both of the fellows, what are your thoughts on modern dating apps and online platforms in the year 2024? Well, Go ahead, Floyd. Uh, so my, my initial thought, I used to be really cool with the whole concept of uh, online dating um, before it became very popular. Uh, now I think it's overly saturated. And so now it's like, it's, it can be beneficial, but when, mm -hmm. if you're on there actively, you're getting bombarded by, you know, multiple people on a regular, you know, trying to keep up with this person and that person. So uh, I feel like it can be very exhausting but I do feel like you can find someone solid 
uh, to actually de develop a relationship with. Thank you, sir. Question for Floyd. You indicated uh, the online dating apps. What was your first uh, dating app that you signed up for or were aware of when it came to, oh, this is maybe a new way to uh, meet people? eHarmony. E-Harmony e was my very first. Actually, I I I was married uh, for 14 and a half years. And before okay. I got married, I signed up on eHarmony. And eHarmony, I liked it because you had to ask all, they asked all these questions, like 500 questions, and they only send you, like, you know, certain people. And yeah. what was funny is that the person that connected me with, I had already been on a date with. Wow. So out of all that amazing. survey stuff, and they yeah. connected me with somebody I already had been out with. Yeah. And so after that, I ended up meeting the person under Marion. So I was mm -hmm. off of the dating scene, you know, gotcha. for a while, of course. Gotcha. So now, moving forward to 2022, 23, 24, oh my God. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. It, it's different. I didn't get back on eHarmony, though. Yeah. Dallas, uh, what is your take on the, on the topic of modern dating apps and online platforms? Uh, I feel like the way that I would describe them, it's like dumpster diving. And, <laughs> you know, obviously you dumpster diving because every now and then you're going to find something good every now and then, but you still yeah. do a lot of trash in hopes that you're going to get to, you know, something good. So I feel like sometimes I get, it'd be stinking too bad and I just got to come up out the dumpster for a little bit before I jump back in there. <laughs> Um, and I think what's interesting about what Floyd was talking about is that, you know, they used to ask you all these questions and really try to match you up with people who were, you know, in line with that. Whereas now there's pretty much no matching based off of any of those things anymore. Yeah. The questions you fill out for your profile aren't used to find for the app itself to find other people. It's just mm -hmm. those people are kind of swiping by you. They might read it and... A lot of the times they don't. Um, so I think that kind of contributes to why it kind of feels like a dumpster because yeah. it's all very superficial and kind of uh, a little bit absent-minded sometimes. Yeah, and I, I feel you on that dumpster diving. I myself was once single and was on these dating apps and I would say I was got so tired of just ads, uh, fake people, fictitious profiles that, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm just going to turn this thing off and just go down to the local bar and, and try it the old way. You know, it's sometimes just going through the rigmarole of swiping left and right in hopes of trying to find a potential match. You can get overwhelmed and just like, just, just go back to the old way. That's where I felt at times. And I'm just going to, you know, hang on the street corner and see what goes through. And uh, like we did in the 90s, the Gen Xs, you know, how we used to do. You know, let's post yeah. up with our 40 ounces and see, see who popped by and, and you know, yeah. say, come out yeah, of the show. Your parking lot is not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Your parking lot pivot is not dead. That's one. All right. Two, <laughs> so I want to, uh, as when I, a former online dater, hey, babe, I said former. Um <laughs> <laughs> It, it tended it, to me. It was tend to be like a um, the swiping tend to be like a game. You know, you just bored. You just start swiping until you run out. Eh, eh, eh. Like and like yeah. Dallas said, you're reading. Who reads that shit? Well, yeah. you want to read. You you skim. It's like oh, oh, five kids swipe the other way. You know, yeah. or she she. Yeah. But now Dallas, let me ask you this: 
for the for the your older Gen Z people are is it online dating the preferred method or is something else you do for for looking? I don't think anybody that I know wants to be using online dating. It's just but I think that people feel like they have to use it because I don't think we have the same communities that prior generations grew up with. And so we don't, it's harder to even just meet people who are remotely compatible with us unless it is on something like a dating app. I think it's kind of the consensus whether that be true or not. That's how people feel about it. Now, Dallas, you just made a good point. Also, want to read a comment that was brought in online um, because the comment stated here seems like guys are not serious about dating when meeting online. When you just said that online is used as a way to to make sure people or try to make people compatible in a way, so it, it seems like we have two different sides or different points of view on the topic. I can't say which one is more relatable, but I do agree with the fact that at one point in time, I use online dating as a way to meet people, not necessarily to get serious. And then at the same time, the online dating app was a way for you to find out compatibility when you are serious about getting with someone and you don't want to have to go to your, down to the local grocery store and stand in the fruit aisle all day. So it's, it's two different ways of looking at it, but yet, one can always work in a situation while the other can be worked in, in a different way. So what do you think about that, Marcus? So, Don, you was at the grocery store looking at melons, huh? Man. <laughs> that was the best right. way to get women back in the day. Yeah. You know, I think about the online dating is like just like so, any kind of social media. What is it intended for and what it's actually used for yeah. is, is not always the same. True, true. So, with- I like to comment on, on the... Uh, on the comment that was posted up there about yes. the guys not being serious. And, okay. um, and I would have to agree with her actually, um, based off of, um, my experience on dating apps and the people I have met and what they tell me, the kind of guys that they've come across. And most of those guys, I mean, you got guys with the shirts off guys, holding money guys doing all this crazy stuff that has nothing to do with about, you know, you trying to be serious about dating someone, you know? And so the people who have commented on my page, the reason why they commented because my page was different, you know, I actually had information about who I am, my interests. Uh, I put on there about me not wanting to date a smoker and, and that I only smoke. The only thing that I smoke is Turkey and, and, and chicken, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, salmon, Turkey and chicken. So, you know, and so I would get comments coming in from that, you know, because I appear to them to be different from the other guys they were encountering. Because there, yeah. there's a lot of guys out there on these sites that's looking for hookups. They're looking for, you know, something quick. You know, they're not really yeah. being serious. That's not all of the guys on there, it's but true, it's true. a large number of them. Yeah, I, I agree we, with Floyd. Go ahead, Marcus. Yeah, and we, if you, if you remember, uh, Don, we kind of touched on that. On our previous live session about social media, mm-hmm. we kind of touched on that. Yes, and, uh, and I'm, yes we did. Yeah, uh, but you got to do it for the ground, man. You got yeah. to. Yeah, and which which, <laughs> which can bring me to a uh, point, Dallas. Yeah. I think remember um, a few a couple of months ago when we was at the um, 
Cigars and Conversations. And you said the word pick me's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and for a lot of the older generation, we didn't know what the hell a pick me was. Yeah. And and what Floyd was saying, he just sounded like he was just saying the male version of a pick me. It, can you explain to what a pick me is? I don't know how I explained it back then, but a pick me is basically you are overly relying on certain characteristics to appear to be a better option. So the male version is like showing all the money, like, oh, I'm cool, I'm rich. This is why, you know, you should swipe on me. Whereas women will, you know, not saying that you always are dressing provocatively for that reason, but if every, every single one of your pictures looks like that, you know, that is usually pick me behavior. Uh, and so I think it's uh, interesting because I would agree that it is the male equivalent. Um, and I have a separate comment on the original comment, but I'll yes. just... Go ahead, man. You got it, It's a free you gotta, go. You got to put it out there, man. I see what's I on your mind. Like, and y'all, y'all feel free to disagree, but I feel like most men are not just walking around ser as like serious daters. Like when they're interacting with a woman, like the default is not I'm being serious. And so what I think happens more often than not is when you meet the woman, which tends to happen in real life or some situation like that when you meet that's when there's like a oh like there's a connection or something like that that then makes you want to be serious but i think when you're on an app there's nothing that i can get as a man there's nothing that i can get from your profile that's going to make me be like oh yeah out of all these hundreds of other profiles you the one i'm going to really take <laughs> so i feel like that is why there's like this disconnect on the dating apps because women are a lot more open to Okay, out of all this trash, I think you know you might be a good <laughs> men are just not gonna operate like that. Yeah. Dallas is on something. He he is hitting on all cylinders right now. I can't yeah. I can't disagree because if a man is on a dating app and if a man is serious, those are two different uh perspectives. If I'm on a dating app, I'm just out there winging it, seeing what happens, right? Um, because we men are visual, so we're looking for the prettiest smile, the cutest face, the nicest body, the biggest ass, whatever you want to call it, the nicest feet. That's what we're looking for. And that probably 90% of the time determines how we swipe right or left, which where whichever way it be is so long, I don't remember. Um, but anyway, and then if we're serious, then we start looking into what they may have on their uh, page, such as where they're putting for their personality traits, like Floyd said, uh, he's looking for a non-smoker. They may have a dog and if you're into animals you may, you may want a pet so you still looking to that deeper uh, subconscious into what they are saying and just looking at a picture because you put a picture up well i don't like that picture even though they may have a great profile and bio if the picture is not banging you so okay i'm gonna go ahead and swipe left with it i ain't trying i ain't trying to hear that but then you know it just depends on the mindset at the time uh, that we, we are basically on these apps it's not a a set in stone uh, method of for six months out of the year, I'm serious and six months out of the year, I'm not serious. It's just wake up one day. Oh, let me go swipe left or right and see what's going on. Yeah. Like, about that, Marcus? So you, you're, you're absolutely right. Men are very visual. You know, 
Also, most men are not very articulate. Oh, that's not so, true. Hold on, hold on, Floyd. <laughs> a lot of us men are not articulate because and I'm gonna say you why. Because when you start putting up when you your profile, when you did all this in your profile, what do they say? Most men don't do that. Well, they were talking about uh they didn't they didn't say anything about the articulation, but I'm sure that probably played a part, but they didn't say nothing about that. Uh, they were more so just because of the way they were presenting themselves. They a lot of times, if you see somebody with a shirt off or money, they're not going to read nothing, so they're not going to know if they articulate or not because they <laughs> you know already turned yeah. them off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and I guarantee the ones you with those shirts off there, they ain't much in their profile because most, a lot of guys we don't have attention span to put the right stuff in the profile. Yeah. We uh, we're single. Um, then we put a couple of lies. And hoping we meet, lines. you know, we. <laughs> you I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a advocate for a man, and I know what we do. This is we just, just, just being a hundred. You know, yeah. how see, many, I how many to, men on are married on a date nap? See, see, I have to come up from a, 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 a different angle as I'm a single man, uh, and, and this is not disagreeing with, with what you said because I believe that what you said is is true. But not for, you know, all of them, because like when I'm on there, I'm actually reading profiles. And just like when I'm if I meet you out in public face to face, I'm not going to intentionally go try to find someone I don't find attractive. I'm not going to do that. Somebody that's going to I'm be attracted to someone. And hey, that's going to lead me over to you. Now, what's going to turn me away is what comes out your mouth. You know, if the wrong thing come out your mouth. Nice meeting you. I'm out. So yeah. the same way on mm-hmm. the app, if I'm swiping on these apps and a, and a picture show up, you know, that first picture, I'm like, oh, she's attractive. I'm scrolling and I'm, I'm reading. I'm also looking at other pictures. If there's only one picture and that one look filtered, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, think, I think Floyd brings up a good point, which is a segue to us. my second question. And my second question to each gentleman is, uh, what is the first thing that attracts you when you're in pursuit of a potential partner? Now, this not does pertain. This doesn't pertain to online dating apps, or it just pertains to uh, the question in general. If you're out in public, you can be anywhere. What is the first thing that attracts you when you're in pursuit of a potential partner? I mean, honestly, for me, appearance is is the first thing that's going to draw me to her. You know, yes. but what what keeps me in is when. She started talking her spirit, what's coming out of her mouth, what, um, her, you know, her articulation, you know, her energy. All of that would make me decide whether or not if I, I want to pursue this particular person, you know. Um, but like I said, you know, I have to be attracted to that individual. And that doesn't mean when I say attracted, that doesn't mean she's like, you know, movie star fine or nothing like that. You know, it just means that it was something about that person that made me go, uh. You know, and so I approach the person. We start talking. And if the conversation is cool, then that's the that's the green light, you know, yeah. for me. Because that's going to mean the most to me. We can't have, converse. If we can't have a great conversation, it really doesn't matter what you look like, you yeah. know, because I'm going to be out. Because <laughs> yeah. I got to be able to talk with you and have fun and be myself as you're being yourself. I feel you know, you that, sir. Yeah, I agree with you a lot of that, Floyd. You know, you... A physical good is is a is the initial eye catcher, but what you say don't is not equal to your appearance. Your appearance gets downgraded quickly. 
like you can be the the sexiest woman and on this side of Mississippi, but if you talk like me and mumble and stutter and, and <laughs> shit, we ain't gonna work, baby. You, now, you, now you look like the, the ugliest thing on the side of Mississippi. I just <laughs> well, that's what I used to say. I used to say when if I met someone and they were very they were they were attractive, uh, and the more they start talking, if it if it wasn't something that I liked, the more that woman start looking like a man to me. Wow. Dallas, <laughs> how you feel about that, man? How do you feel about that, Dallas? Ooh, Give us some come of on, your Dallas, bring us home. Uh, I mean, I feel like, of course, it's what they look like. I think maybe what I was thinking about is that there's a difference between what catches my attention versus what will make me actually approach a woman. I think that's a little bit different because, of course, any woman that I think is fine gonna catch my attention but i think that that's a little bit different from like okay i'm attracted to her and i'm gonna go and at least start that conversation yeah and, um i don't really know what my answer for that would be uh, but i think you know it's probably small stuff like open body language like is she looking like she's having a good time or is she looking like she grouchy and standoffish and weird mm -hmm. uh so that's that would be my answer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So shorty standing up there looking a little feisty, you would approach him and say, damn, what's on your mind? <laughs> so now now we're gonna now we're gonna bring it back to uh an alternate reality. Okay. There's because we know there's guys out there that'll be the first one they want to talk to. <laughs> who love the crazy, who love the toxic, they get off on that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we all, and now I think all four of us seen him like, dude, did you, did you, are you really talking to her? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I like, I like, I like a little edge on him. Man, that's that Gen <laughs> X music back in the day. They had songs about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know. Shawty want to ride? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, OPP, Gangsta J, all different types of music like that, you know, and we just kind of roll with the vibe back in the day. But you know, as as we talked about earlier with Floyd, as the music has elevated and culturally has changed uh, from Gen X to a Gen Z style, I don't see any difference in 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 the content. But the sometimes the approach has changed. Uh, the artists themselves may put on a different uh, swag, but if you think about it, it was cussing then; it's cussing now. The concept hasn't changed on that aspect. You know, I got a I got a question just popped in my head. So how can I phrase it? So, comparatively speaking, between you, uh, Dallas and Floyd, we you know we both we, both of you guys mentioned how they look. You know, so, you know the attraction. How much of a chance would you be giving them? Give us how much of an opportunity would you give them a second chance based on your looks alone? Cause if they if you speak if they find it sexy and they what well, come out their mouth isn't, would you be willing to give them additional opportunity to and say okay maybe it ain't that bad because she do look kind of good let me let me try let me try to talk to her one more time. Um, Dallas, you want to go or you want me to go? You go ahead. All right. <laughs> so in my twenties, I'll get I would have gave them a second chance. Nope. Nope. No problem at all. I'm like, okay, you know, let's try this again. At 52, I'm out. 
There's no, there's not a second chance, um, and it's not going to happen because I'm on the other side of 50 and got more, you know, more days behind me than I do it before me, you know, in front of me. So when I meet someone, if they appear, if they, my tolerance level has decreased so much that if <laughs> they say the wrong stuff, I ain't got time to be wasting with that. And it doesn't matter how fine they are. I don't care how fine they are. If you're saying the wrong stuff, I'm out. Man, my, a man Floyd, I think he's read some of these questions because that was my <laughs> next question. Segway it is what are some of the non negotiables we're looking for a partner? And then Floyd hit it right over the head. Uh, as you get older, you have less tolerance for BS. So, you know, gotta, things got to almost align like the sun and the stars, just, you know, just to make sure that, you know, that person will be the one for you. How do you feel about that, Dallas? Uh, if it's about the question on, you know, how many times you're going to give them is one. I mean, I feel like to give two tries, you, it's like, you ain't never, you know, seen nobody who looked good before. So <laughs> I feel like that's a little, lame. uh, but if it's on yeah. your second question about non-negotiables in general in dating or like, you know. Well, if you're looking for a partner, I mean, we, we're speaking on, on the topic of, of perspectives on dating. I mean, uh, yeah, so you can kind of uh, kind of tie them all together if, if you can. I think that it the big thing for me is that it has to be uh, equally equal interest, equal. It just has to be an equal dynamic. So, um, like, it's not a dynamic where I like the girl more than she like me, or I'm doing more for her more than she's doing for me. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of those you find out kind of early in dating, like, okay, you know, if I ask her to do this, or what if she asks me to do, or whatever. And I think that's the big non-negotiable for me. Like, out of everything else, it's like if we can't even have like be on the same page, that's pretty much it for me. Oh, Let me ask sure. you this, Dallas. Would that be just you, or would that be your peers as well? Thinking what that line of thinking, because to me that sounds very mature. And I and I want to know if that's the way that generation is doing it now, or is that just you as being a mature person? I think that's how I do it, but I would say Gen Z as a whole is very has like no has no approach to dating like i don't think anybody know like i think we're in this period of like okay we saw our we saw older generations do some things that we don't agree with but so some of us have gone way to the opposite of that and then others are like well i didn't like that but i also don't want to do this totally opposite thing so i don't really know what to do at all and I, there's just a lot of buddy and Gen Z, how they're dealing with relationships. You're almost always going to get a different answer because people are just so all over the place yeah. that like, there's no, there's nothing consistent about it at all. And I think that's frustrating for people because then anytime you do talk to somebody or you meet someone, you two could have totally different ideas of things yeah. that probably were previously probably seen as very basic or very easily mm -hmm. understood. Yeah, we have a question here in the group. Um, 
it is stating any advice for a woman who wants to meet a man who is serious about dating. Um, Floyd, do you have any advice to share with the question from the audience? Well, in terms of meeting them, uh, that's kind of hard because if you, you know, of course, if you're on an app, you swipe and meeting, you know, you're checking people out. But uh, going out and meeting people today is a lot different from what it, it used to be, you know. But if you meet that person, I think a lot of communication, a lot of direct questioning, you know, not interrogation. There's a difference, yeah. you know, Same. asking direct questions, not interrogation. <clears throat> And just find out if they're on the same page. Find out what they really want. If, they, if he's serious about it and he's truthful, you know, uh, hopefully you can tell by the body language and what he's actually saying uh, that he's serious about dating. And, and you have to try to find out if you are aligned in some kind of capacity. And But let it flow, too. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to yeah. be, a, you know, it, you, you don't want to make it so um, drill sergeant-like, you know, that it's not even it's not an enjoyable uh, meeting of the minds yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? So I was I would say definitely just if mm. once you meet the person, um, direct question, open and honest dialogue. True. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Well said. Marcus, are you gonna ask some of your questions here? Because I don't think I, I have a question, but I'm gonna save it. Well, let's let's sure. give Dallas a chance to uh to answer this question. Mm. You know, I'm I'm interested in his perspective. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit too young to be helpful, but I think what I've uh, recognized in my own uh, dating experiences is that the women who have standards for me are the women who receive the treatment that they want versus or tend to have more serious interest versus the women who don't. And I think that um, that also comes from where you're meeting them in. So it's like, if you are hanging around at like a dirty dive bar and like that's what you do and you're waiting for a serious man to walk through, you know that that's the best environment to be meeting people versus if, you know, you pick up a hobby that just men obviously happen to be at you're more likely to find men who are willing to be serious just because of the different environments. So I think that yeah. sometimes it's the context as well. If you're at the club, everybody knows you're not going to probably get married at the club, you know, cause it's not that type of environment. Mm -hmm. So it's more getting involved in just your interest, knowing that men are going to be there, whatever. And then kind of using that as, your, as your building blocks. Yeah. Good yeah. comment, sir. Uh, there's uh, several more questions in the uh, chat. One of them here yeah. says, uh, um, curious about who of the four of us could say that they've actually been in love. What was that question? It, uh, the, 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 on screen. Uh, I'm curious about who of the four of you could actually say that you've actually been in love. I can say that twice. Yeah. My man. What about you, yeah. Dallas? Is that something you've experienced, sir? Uh, sure. <laughs> he said, sure. That's my answer. He took it. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> yeah, he so, said, sure. He called it I, as I, it I, is. I'm going to defend Dallas. <laughs> you yeah. know, sometimes you think you're in love, but you don't know, you don't know if it's actually love. 
yeah, you know, yeah. through experiences, and, through experiences and things that nature, you really define, you really find out what love is and what mutual love is. Well you know, said, my brother. Well yeah, said. We, when he got this, he still got good years ahead of him. He <laughs> so he's learning and he's learning what the true meaning of love could actually mean for him and the and the benefit he can give to somebody else. Yes. Um, there is a comment from Kia in the chat stating. Hold on, hold on, I hold on. Before you get okay, there. Okay, hold, okay, hold. okay. Yes, baby. I've been in love. I'm in love now. Yeah. <laughs> hallelujah. I got the best woman in the world. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. All right, cool. I'm good. <laughs> the comment was I had to learn to pay attention to actions versus words. That is definitely uh, points of topic we've all. Uh, discuss uh, as my man Floyd and Dallas pointed out to um, just looking at somebody's words and you got to also follow their actions, their demeanor to determine um, what, what their, uh, their outlay may be because someone can say, I want to be in love, but they're looking at everybody that passed by. You, you know that they're looking for someone else beyond um, what's in front. So you definitely got to pay attention to those. Uh, we have another comment here. Yeah. Um, that's Floyd. actually that's actually for me. <laughs> yes, sir. Floyd, I'm gonna read Floyd's comment. He yeah, says, yeah. "My experience, I meet a lot of women searching for flaws instead of acknowledging the good character traits." Wow, man, that's uh, speak on that, sir. Since you're here live, let's 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 hear your elaborate yeah. on that. So, um, the key word that's not there is trauma, uh, and so what happens is that when people are so used to meeting uh, Mr. Uh, wrong <laughs> when they meet someone and if they seem to become, if they seem like they're pretty decent, you know, the, the women that I've met, a lot of them anyway, they are looking for something that's wrong with you. And I don't know if that's a self-sabotaging thing or what, but a lot of some, like, for instance, I, I, I met someone once and we were talking and she gave me all these great compliments, right, at one point. And then I think I said something where um, I was playing with her, right, and she she said something she wasn't going to do. And I said, uh, I said, all right, I see you. I don't remember that. Remember that. You know, I was playing with her. And that rubbed her the wrong way. So all these major character traits that she told me about how good of a man <laughs> I am, a creative, all this stuff, she yeah. was turned off by that playfulness because she thought, that I was trying to um, build up things to hold against her later. <laughs> and, and I told, I said, I don't even remember what those were even connected to. I was just playing, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. but she was looking for a flaw, you know? And so a lot of times people meet that. And, and to me, that's very irritating, especially if you're actively dating and you like, you think that you're in, in, in a good place and they find mm. one thing that's not, not rubbing you well. And this ain't the yeah. first conversation. These are multiple conversations. Yeah. And you find that and now you're done with it. You're turned off. Yeah. So Floyd, I you know, I agree with you a lot of on a lot of times because I ran into that multiple times myself and it can't and it can't become a turnoff. You know, one of the first ones I would always get was you ain't got no kids? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I'm because I'm 30. I've got no 30 something or whatever. I got no kids. Hell, y'all be thankful because I'm I ain't procreate with the the wrong one. Right. We have yeah. to. We have, and you have to 
fix yourself and get yourself ready for somebody good to come in. And the second point I want to add to that is every other Tuesday night, uh, the therapist and the poet session where we address things like that. So tune in Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. I'm just doing a shout out for my babe. (laughs) I got to check it out. You uh, led to another, uh, another question that um, you're talking about here. And the question is, for the group or for the two gentlemen that has joined us is how do you prioritize self-care and maintaining your own identity while dating? Um, that's Ooh. easy. Cause this may sound selfish when I said this or, um, but who cares? Um, <laughs> it, I gotta be happy, you know? So if I don't deal with my self-care and, and loving who I am and doing the things that I love, if I, uh, um, if I abandon those things to be in this relationship or to cater to this particular person, then at some point resentment is going to pop up in there. You know? So self-care is very, very important. Now, also in saying that, though, time management and making sure that if you're connecting with someone, you got to make sure that they feel as important as some of the self-care things that you're doing, they got to feel like that you are interested. You can't just be like, hey, uh, you know, when I'm playing a violin right now, uh, I can't talk to you. Uh, oh, yeah, I know you were yeah. supposed to go out, but I'm doing this and that. You know, you still got to put forth effort, but you mm-hmm. got to let them also know that, you know, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, top priorities for you. You know, for, for me, that's, that's top yeah. priority. And you can't understand that. I'm out. That's my saying today. I'm a shirt. I'm out. How do you feel about that, Dallas, in in regards to that question? I think for me, I bring them in more than the other way around. Like, I'm the influence. So, like, I'm very much like, I think, like, I was having a conversation with a, a young lady, and I don't even remember the context, but I was just like, I said like, oh, I don't flirt or something like that. And she was like, yeah, you don't, you know, I wish you did, but I know you won't do it or whatever. And like, we already kind of have that dynamic where she is like, I know that you're not going to do certain things. Like that just is what it is. And so I think that because early on, I started out very like unapologetically, like in my identity, Mm -hmm. it's like, she just kind of respects that. And then there's not really that there's no effort to kind of change those things. And so it makes it pretty easy. And then if it's self-care, if it's like, oh, you know, I want to smoke a cigar, you know, she'll come with me or something like that or whatever, if it really comes down to that. And like, that's cool with me. Um, But it's more like, I'm going to do this. And, you know, you can come along, you cannot, but this is what I'm going to do. And so I feel like that's kind of my approach. Good, Good comments. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's a good. That was, that was a good comment. Um, you know, and the reason that's a, that the question was good itself because a lot of guys and women tend to lose themselves in trying to make a relationship per- work or try to be perfect. You know, just like Dallas just said, he he's the influencer. So the risk is that she may lose some of herself trying to be with Dallas, and I and that's the and that could be problem to me. That could be a little bit problematic because. I'm glad you were aware of that, Dallas, because I think in the future you may have to say, hey, 
don't don't you have to let her know don't lose yourself don't always try to be around me don't always try to be like me don't impress me be yourself and keep, do the things that make you happy because i'm going because i'm going to do the things that make me happy obviously and, yeah. and the same thing for you ladies for your man who's who who's who's, who's trying to do 110 percent for you sometimes you got you got press to break for him like yo Go hang out. Go hang. Go be with your friends. Go go smoke your cigars. I'm good. Remember, remember who you was before me, that made you who you are for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that's one of the things that I think all generations have to make sure we do is be mindful of each other's individuality as we come as a union. Well, there have to be a balance, you know. And a lot of times I use this um, uh, scenario. When I'm talking to people, when we would mention self-care, boundaries, things like that. And I use my father uh, and my, um, my bonus mom. You know, they live in a, um, a townhouse that's, you know, it's three, three floors, right? And so she's from Thailand, right? So at the top floor is um, little Thailand for her. Like her room, she has a room where she go in and everything is about in Thai, from TV shows, music, all that. When she, when she want to spend time for herself... That's where she goes. Well, my father will go in the basement and he'll work on music or do graphic work or do stuff like that. But then they'll come together on the middle floor and they'll watch TV together. They're cooking together. They're doing, you know what I'm saying? So you learn that as you get older and everything. But when I see that, that's the kind of love I want to experience where we can have our thing together, but we still can have our individuality because that's very important because if you lose that individuality, I, I just believe resentment is going to come up at some point or you're going to lose yourself. Yeah. I bet so that's true. good eating so at a house. That's good at eating in that house. Thai food? Very, Ooh, Lord. Good Lord, that's good food in that house. Very much so. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, good deal. Let me make sure we make any miss nobody in the comments. Good. Now, I, man, we've been on here a while. I ain't really know. It's time going fast. But I, it's something I, I, I want to ask you guys personally. When you're dating, especially when you're dating in the, in the initial steps of, of pursuing a lady, what are your sexual expectations? Is it like, hey, you need to put out real quick or you're going to be gone real fast? <laughs> or, no, I respect. I mean, maybe we, we, need to, we need to wait. Need to, let's, let's, let's get to know each other a little more. Or do you just like, hey, it feels right. You want to do it, you know? <laughs> How do you? What What is your expectations sexually when dating? Dallas, you, I'm gonna let Dallas go for me. On <laughs> Put him on spot. <laughs> I think where I'm at right now is it needs to be a conversation from John. Not saying we need to be not saying we need to be doing nothing, but like not a conversation. A conversation isn't the right word. But like the energy needs to be there pretty early on. Like we might not be, but I can tell that you want to. Because otherwise, like if we on the third date and I can't tell that you are sexually attracted to me, that's a no for me personally. Because Again, I'm not saying that we are actually having sex at that point, but it's like I want to be with somebody who's particularly sexually attracted to me, so I'm not going to spend time with somebody who is kind of like, oh, he's cool. I don't want to. She want to jump my bones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
that's where I'm at at this at this time. That's what I want. Okay. Yeah. I like that. If if we at my age, if they're on that third date with you, <laughs> more than likely they're sexually attracted to you. So they're not gonna they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be done with you. You're not gonna make it to the third date, you know, if they're not if they're not feeling it. It's just not it's not gonna happen. And at my age bracket, women are a lot more verbal, at least from my understanding, more verbal about what they want sexually and you know and and uh, spiritually and everything. And, and 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 when you hit fifty, they don't give a damn. They <laughs> they gonna tell you what they feel, you know. Um, so for me. Going into um, sexual expectations, um, I prefer that to move a little slower than okay. fast now. Because the reason why I say that is that in times where I've had things that moved quickly, um, it didn't give me an opportunity to really know the person really. You know, we went off of. Uh, chemistry and not compatibility and then so when that kicked in the sex is off the chain but then you realize you really don't have nothing in common because y'all went there too quickly so if i'm being serious i would prefer to that let that be slow motion that doesn't mean there's no flirting that doesn't mean that you know you're not having you know great conversations that could be energized but i would prefer to wait now waiting on me a year from now <laughs> you know, but I'm not trying to jump in immediately as yeah. soon as the opportunity going either. I I would prefer to wait at this point. Quick question, quick follow up to Floyd's uh, comment there. Um, I respect your comment. That's great. Uh, but I wrote a note. Here. Do you think um, when you say women are, are, are more prone to make these decisions? Do you think it's because of their age, or is related to the time where everything is sexualized? And, and gratified on TV and through the movies. How would you compare that? Sure, it might be all of that. Uh, honestly, because, like I said, in my experience, some women just, the, the older women get, um, the more verbal and expressive they are about what they want. You know, if they want sex, you're going to know. You ain't got to guess that. Where, when, you know, when in my 20s, I, you know, I'm going for it, and they're yeah. playing hard to get, and you're not, you know, you don't know what she wants. You try to kiss her, she bump, but you know, bounce <laughs> off of you because, you know, she's playing hard to get. They don't do that at 50. I got you. You know, got you. you kiss them. If that kiss, are on, uh, kiss is on point, you need to be, you know, <laughs> ready. Couple <laughs> you know? Of drinks, a couple of drinks in there, and then it's, yeah, it's all over. Someone says in the comments, Floyd is waiting. What about Dallas? <laughs> Dallas, <laughs> Dallas, you going for the kill? <laughs> I think first date is crazy. I think it depends on the context. Because you might have been, like, talk between dates. Like, y'all might be talking a lot between dates. Y'all might not be talking at all, but it's like, if we've been talking for a minute, I'll give it like. <laughs> That's a long pause. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I ain't uh, passing the opportunities we saying. Honestly, a month. Probably a month. A month? One okay. month. Okay. All right. You know, uh. <laughs> that's actually pretty good because in that month time frame, you could... If you had, you know, did it lose too soon, as a lot as a lot of times you're gonna say, "I regret I shouldn't have did this." <laughs> Not like, yeah, we had sex, but I don't want to be with you, and you could get trapped into a place where it's like it's hard to break away from. 
or let alone if the sexual chemistry was strong and was like Floyd said, it was nothing else. Guess what? You you're you're blocking somebody else from coming to your life who's actually mentally and spiritually compatible with you because you're dealing with just a sexual person over here and you can't you're not leaving room for anybody else to come in your life who deserves your full attention. Waiting on waiting to go there even if you want to go there. Which honestly, if you're waiting, you want to go there. But you're waiting. It's a conscious effort. And I think when you allow yourself that time to not focus on that sexual energy, you get an opportunity to actually get to know that person and talk to them and see if you actually do like, you know, the mind. If you actually like her her heart, is she actually compassionate? Is she consistent? You know, you're finding out all that stuff. Like I I, I was dating someone, these are this is years ago when I think I was like I was 28 and I was uh, dating this woman that I almost married. Um, but in the first three, when she first met me, she was all like, when we can get to know each other. She said she didn't want us to have any, any kind of intimacy in terms of holding hands or kissing or anything like that. She said when she kissed me, um, then it's on once she does that. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So we spent a lot of time talking, getting to know each other. And actually realizing that we liked each other. So the focus wasn't on the sexual thing at all. You know, it came up. Of course, you think about it. But it gave me an opportunity to learn that person. And I appreciate that concept so much more than the quick, fast-paced moving. Because, I mean, I've done that, too. And and that's why I have that opinion where, you know, messing by chemistry is great. You're all over the place. And now, you know, two weeks later, y'all fussing and arguing. You don't even like this person. And, you know, it's like, y'all don't have nothing in mind. You know, she don't like you. You don't like her. Yeah. You you really learn to temper the urges. Mm -hmm. And and that's what what it basically is. Like, all right, let me suppress this, this primal urge to hunch. But let me let me see what's going on spiritually, or how we how we how our chemistry really is outside this sexual tension. All right, Comment so. here: Most women over forty are more more attracted to a man's intellect, so it takes a few dates to get the chemistry vibes for sex. Hmm. Let's mm, that's it for a second. Yeah, let that stew for a minute. Yeah. Wow. I don't want to answer that one. Any <laughs> comments for it, shit? You know, I, I believe that that is partially true. You know, and the only reason I'm saying that is based upon my own personal experience. You know, um, it it don't always take a few days for them to want to go there. I mean, I've had I've had times where I've had to not do it myself. I I turned it down. You know, because I wasn't yeah. ready, but they were ready, you know. Uh, yeah. But I do believe, I, I'm not disagreeing with it, but I think that there's more women out there that may not fall in that category than we may, they may we think, may think, you know, just based on my personal experiences. Yeah. There's to, another to, comment. Uh, go ahead, Marcus. Hold on, hold on one second, Don, real quick. Um, I'm going to address that comment real quick. Um, men was always, a lot of men are taught by other men that a woman knows if she's going to give you some at the, at the moment she sees you within the first hour or 10 minutes. And so that comment co- contradicts 
that philosophy. So I'm just curious. I show you shaking your head, Dallas. You must have heard the same thing. <laughs> so I just want to point. Oh no, I just want to put that out there. That's why I said the energy has to be there from jump because it's like you knew from jump. So if there's no energy that suggests that from jump, you just playing in my face. But mm. like, and I'm, you know, obviously dealing with much younger women, so I feel like maybe that's just part of why that dynamic is. But the comment I'm going to follow up on Dallas' statement. It says here, this is related to Floyd. Nothing feels worse than jumping into sex than realizing you are not compatible. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, that couldn't be farther from the truth. I do agree with that comment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said you don't agree with it? You don't agree I with do, that comment? Sorry. I do, sorry. I do agree with the comment. Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I think yeah, if you can wait, well, I say wait. But like I said, I don't put a time limit on, you know, like the 90-day rule and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I won't say that. You have to determine that based upon the situation you're in. But I mm-hmm. would say... Uh, just don't rush into it. If, if you're trying to be serious, I mean, if y'all playing the hookup game and that's what y'all doing, then that's a different conversation. But if you're trying to be serious, you know, take your time. Get to know the person a little bit more. I, I have a question for Marcus here who was discussing this all, all week. Marcus, this is for you, sir. Uh, what would you tell your 25-year-old self right now in regards to the perspective on dating? So... Yeah, that was that was gonna be a topic. That was actually gonna be a great <laughs> discussion later on for another topic, but another slide. But yeah, honestly, at twenty five, I wasn't the most. I'm not the, the great person you see now. I'm not the handsome person you see now. I'm most. I was not the most put together. So I was more of the very a lot of moral, too much of a moral standard. So I missed out on a lot. Um, what I would tell myself, tell, tell myself at 25, still stay true to yourself, but also learn to be more observant when looking at and talking to women. Cause I, you've missed a lot of signs where you had opportunities for women. And also just because the woman wanted that bad boy, that, that made that she just wasn't right for you. You had to learn to accept that and just stay in your lane. Cause I had a me at twenty five was it was I was still going through some growing pains when dealing with women, you know. In hindsight, I'm glad I had those experiences because if I, if I had tried to step out more and try to be the dog, I might have had to, I might have been that one with two or three kids and trying to and two or three mo- uh, children's mother, you know, or the yeah. one saying playing a song. I hate my baby mama song on on a, on a ringtone. <laughs> that Gen X song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's one of the main things because dating was a little bit different for me at 25, and I was like, ugh. But I have to be thankful and tell to myself when you get 45, there's somebody out there for you. You just don't know it yet. Well spoken, my brother. Well spoken. Yeah. So, wait a minute, Don. You can put me on the spot. What, what, what would you tell yourself at 26? Uh, we, and I heard some of the stories. Uh, Man, we, we, we ain't going to argue stories in here. Nothing at 25, 26. <laughs> I, I, I was 
a man of my own path. But I will say this, uh, uh, speaking of what Floyd said earlier, I would tell myself, don't do it. <laughs> just just take your time and, and don't rush into anything because a lot of things I felt that were done at 25 were due because the opportunities did come from lack of opportunities that didn't come before. Uh, with age brings wisdom and maturity. So if you think about a 25-year-old guy who just running around, you know, lifting weights, playing basketball and, and blaring music, there's pretty much you feel like you're on top of the world. But if wisdom was given to me at that age, I probably would have did things differently. So, again, telling my 25-year-old self is just, just take your time, don't do it, don't rush anything, and just be patient. So, Floyd, what would you tell yourself at 25? Um, Echo, take your time. You know, uh, don't rush into anything. Uh, get to know the person and get to know yourself, you know. Uh, take the time to actually get to know yourself. There's no rush um, because, you know, one bad turn. I, the example I would give, you're on a highway trip and uh and you make a run, uh, you're on the highway and you make a bad turn and you find yourself traveling for another 30, 40 minutes to get back on track, you know, because yeah. you're making wrong turns. You know, I would say, you know, take your time and get just get to know who you are and, and, and get to know that person, you know. Yeah. All right, so, Dallas. What Dallas would you is 25. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what would you tell yourself at 17? Because, you know, 17, we start smelling yourself. <laughs> <when you don't. laughs> 17, that's about high school. Uh, I don't have no regrets. I wish I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I would say stop messing with crazy women. Uh, but it was fun for the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mash and dash. That's what Dallas said. <laughs> you know how crazy was it better to do it then than now, so. Dallas, sometimes crazy sneak up on you, though, man. <laughs> we did a parking lot for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, don't, you don't quite know they're crazy yet. And and that would go both ways, because I know women would can, can uh, attest to the same thing. Sometimes people are very patient before they show they're crazy. <laughs> and this is why sometimes it's better to wait to have sex. Yes. Because you you hate you would hate to give the gift of yourself to a crazy person, because they will snatch it, keep it, hold it, and keep looking for it again. So and no. it, if, if that don't scare you, just tune in to Tubi and watch any movie on Tubi. There's <laughs> 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 yeah, crazy folks out there, man. But you know, I, I think our. We have a bunch of questions, but I'm going to ask you guys this. Would you be willing to do a part two? Most definitely. What about you, Dallas? For sure, for sure. You know, with this this topic and that we still got some crazy questions out there, and I and I don't want to spend two hours on this because I want the, this part one to get out and I want more people to come in because we have some we have some comments in the in the chat which were great. And mm-hmm. I think a lot more people need to hear this. Um, you two guys are awesome. And I, I couldn't ha- I couldn't be blessed with two. Well, we couldn't be blessed with two better guests for this topic. Yes. No, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. No. 
And as we start seeing, we saw we see a lot of similarities, and we also see some differences. But this is called generational and called generational growth. No, we are, as a as a people we let we tend to evolve. So from X to Z, I actually appreciate both. The, I appreciate both generations. Indeed. And yeah, because well, how we how we how you go about dating and how you go about pursuing it may be a little bit different but it fundamentally fundamentally a lot of this is the same so any, any what about you don any questions anything you want to put uh, out there no questions uh no comments i uh, appreciate both gentlemen being here um discussing the topic um Speaking from a young man's perspective, Dallas, it was nice to meet you. And speaking from someone who was my peer, Floyd, it was nice to meet you. And um, just hearing their philosophies on, on the concept around this um, perspective on dating was very uh, eye-opening as well as uh, informational because um, going through life, we can only see what we see. But when you hear someone's perspective, it can definitely uh, change your, your point of view or, or influence you to think in a different way. So I appreciate that, gentlemen. I have a question if we have time. Yes. Oh, go for it. So this is this is a question more so for Dallas um, for an understanding point from my, my our generation, you know, Generation X. Oh, yeah, let's get into um, this. Since we're talking about dating, Dallas, from your generation, what's, what's a good example of a date from someone your age, like if you're taking a, a, a young lady out, can you give an example of, uh, and it doesn't even have to be what you would do personally, but people in your age bracket, what would a nice date be? That was number five on the questions we didn't get to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you asked it. I can tell you it, what it's not, because I think that's <laughs> it's not free it's not a walk in the park it's not a drive to mcdonald's it's not like if it's free and or cheap they're not going so like and when i say cheap i mean like ice cream you know i'm not saying like you know it's raggedy but i'm just saying like um a lot of women now call those like too low effort so, you know, you can do a lot of other things outside of that. But if you like, oh, you know, meet me at Central Park and we're going to go on a stroll. Like, <laughs> like, so. Very happy. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, so guys, let's we're gonna sit here for a second on this one. We got to, we can't, we can't go, we can't leave it like this. We got to dive into this one. So, go ahead. So, Dallas, just go ahead. Let's say the last first date you went on. How did it go? What, what what was your mindset, your planning, and how and how did you pre- execute? You were shaking his head. <laughs> the last first date I went on, we went to dinner at a very nice restaurant. Not even very nice, but just expensive. Actually, like a middle middle ground restaurant. Um, and then. We went so Applebee's. Got drinks after. <laughs> oh, it was like for the two of us. I think it was like it was like maybe one fifty or something for the two of us. So it was pretty. It was pretty high. And it wasn't. Really, yeah. And then we went and got drinks 
afterwards at a different bar. So she went well, like she liked it, and we had like a second date and you know whatever else. But it, that was the first date, now. Yeah, that was the first date. Wow. Yeah. Hey, was there a second start. date? That's the way you start. You got to maintain. Now. <laughs> was there a second date? Yeah, there was a second date. The fourth, yeah. So, have you ever experienced? So, I got a question now. Have you ever experienced a date where they really wasn't caring about you? They just wanted. They just wanted to go out, and so you can give them a hundred fifty dollars dinner. They say, "Oh, he'll spend." Let's, we know we're going to eat good. Not a first date, but Marcus, you know about old girl. And I think, you know, by the time we got settled in, that became the dynamic. But I think I like to talk to women who are quite put together. And so they be doing that. I talk to women who would do that even if we weren't going out. Who They'll go out with their friends and do the same thing. I'm not going to get you something that you can't get for yourself. So I think okay. that eliminates it because then it's not a big, ooh, he taking me out. It's like, okay, like I would have eaten at this place with my friends if he hadn't taken me here. So I don't really care. Okay. I never thought about that. That's, a, that's an interesting dynamic. That's a, actually a way to good, that's a good way to put it. So you pretty much saying if you did a hood rat, yeah, you gonna take them hood rat places? Correct. I'm gonna take you to <laughs> but take you what you know. How you gonna be asking me to do something that you can't that you you can't do on a regular basis? That's crazy. He makes a good point there. He makes a good point there, right? He see, I wouldn't be at seeing my age, you know. <laughs> there would be no hood rat date. <laughs> you know, they're not getting nothing, you know, because that's a waste of time, you know, for me, you know. But yeah, I get, but in my 20s, that probably would have been different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at my age now, you know, I'm not just going out, just be going out and definitely not going to be spending a whole bunch of money on um, any first date, honestly. For me at this point, it would that first date is to see if we're going to get to a second date. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not spending all this money, and we don't even know if we even like each other, <laughs> <laughs> you know, face-to-face yet, you know. We got some comments on that topic now. Marcus, you can start it. Uh, one comment says here, <laughs> you attract what you put out in the universe. You want to spend Applebee's money, then expect Applebee's tendencies. <laughs> so what is, Applebee, what is Applebee's tendencies? Yes, what are the Applebee's tendencies? I yeah, guess it's that clarification. That hood rat. You get that hood rat mentality. So, you know, you spend cheap, you get cheap, I guess. Hey. Then um, another comment follow-up says, what do you think about splitting the bill? I do like that that idea on, on a first date. I, um, previous first dates I went out, that was not necessarily brought up as a discussion, but I've been asked and offered as, as, a, as, as a guy a woman would ask me, "Hey, you want me to you want to split the bill?" And of course, me being gentleman enough to say, "No, no, thank you. I'll go ahead and take care of the tab." But the fact that they even ask and not have to go and tuck their head and and run off in the bathroom and leave you with a seven hundred dollar tab, you know, something like that. <laughs> you know, well, one of my favorite um, dates actually was a virtual date. Oh you wow! The first, very first date, what we did is that we decided that we were going to 
um, buy the exact same ingredients, right? Food wise. Mm -hmm. And we were going to cook together, but we were, you know, FaceTime. And so she, we, it was a salmon dinner. So we all, we started at the same time. We're talking the whole time. And we still, the date started at seven o'clock. Now we were done cooking around seven 30. We got done about, there was about 30 second difference, right? We sat down. I sat on my couch, had, you know, I don't drink. So I had lemonade. She had some wine. We talked up to about one o'clock in the morning. And it was so amazing because uh, we got a chance to actually enjoy each other and just talking. And like I said, this was a virtual date, you know what I'm saying? But it was creative and fun. Mm -hmm. And technically, I brought that up because technically we split the bill, <laughs> you know, because yeah. she bought her stuff and I bought mine. And we, we did that to come together. You know? Yes. Nice. So two things about that one, Floyd. First, I know you was watching her like, is she going to wash her hands? <laughs> They're gonna season it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What she, what's, is she, is she putting season on that meat? <laughs> you watching for the? You watching for the little things like? Yeah, she good people, but she ain't cooking my food. <laughs> well, fortunately, with that particular situation, with the hand thing, yes, the hand washing hand thing was important. But we were going off the same the same recipe, so <laughs> so okay. we had to use the All same right. ingredients and, nice. and splitting the bill. I probably never, I've never asked or ne I never expected a woman on a first date to split a bill with me. But I do, I would always appreciate, which it has happened, the offer. When you offer, it means a lot to me. That makes me want to do more for you because, oh, you're, you're about working together and not just getting work, you know, taking. Yeah. Okay, we got a follow up comment here. Uh, Says here, I told my son, do not take a woman to a five star on the first date. Uh, point taken. The one thing that I'll say about my first date that I shared is one, I'd already been talking to this young lady uh, for quite a while prior to that, and we kind of already had shared context. So, this ain't, you know, this is not some random girl I'd met on the app or anything like that. So I knew either way it was going to shake out fine. But I think to um, that comment about, you know, don't take her to a five star on the first date. I also feel like, you know, what you start doing on the first date, you then have to maintain. So it's like if you taking me to a five star on the first date, then what is the second date going to be? Or what is, you know, my birthday or Valentine's Day going to be? Because you done already took me to the five star on the first date. So then you're constantly having to do that or more. Um, and I feel like in that situation, you kind of set yourself up for failure. You, yeah. You're right. Very wise. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> Very wise. Accepts. We have another comment here, a follow-up comment, an example of Applebee's tendencies in the scenario is, can you pay for my nails compared to let's say for a trip to get away from the city? This so is funny gotta, because and the split in the bill question is, I think, an area we think differently. What I have been told in my experiences is that a woman only offers to split the bill if she never wants to see you again. Wow. Otherwise, wow. 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 Yeah, but he hit something the here. bill means, like, because what a lot of women have experienced is, like, guys will pay for it at the restaurant, but then after the fact be like, hey, you know, can you send me $20 or whatever? 
And so in order to just have the clean cut, you know, we're good, we're friends, like to kind of set that tone of like, we are friends at the end of this, they'll split the bill, similar to what they would do with their friend and not in a relationship context. And then- so, mm -hmm. No, go ahead. And then even with the pay for my nails, that's kind of expected. Like that's not an Applebee's tendency. That's like a bare minimum. Like, of course you're paying for my nails. Like that's not even a conversation. That's so uh, I did a follow up to your comment. When, if a woman doesn't offer to split the bill and the man pays the bill, regardless of the amount, is that an expectation on the man's behalf to want something out of that that date? How do you feel about that? I don't check in the condoms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like you got to have as a man, you got to have some discernment. And like, that's why I say there's not energy like that from jump. You can kick rock because then we don't have yeah. to have conversations because then it's like, I'm not worried about if I get it tonight because I know I'm gonna get it eventually, and it's not like a obligatory thing. But I feel like yeah. if you are only going on dates with women in order to have sex with them, I feel like that's kind of lame. Yeah. I'm not going on dates to have sex with women. So this yeah. day and age, you don't have to go on a date to have sex with women. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so just they, don't. Yeah, it's actually it's easier to do that than to get a quality uh, uh, <laughs> date. So. Speak, Floyd. Speak. Hmm. Yep. Well, so, yep. New generation of women want to share their cash app. So it's wild. So wild to me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that part. Wow. So <laughs> if you're a sophisticated woman, what you got? Zell me. Let's put the money in hand. Let's put the money in an envelope and hand it to me on the table. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. You know, is that, and this is... is oh, so, wait a minute, so, wait a minute. <laughs> Quick question, Dallas. So, if if she actually say, hit you like, hey, this is my cash app. Can you cash at me something? Is that is that a turn off or a flag or a flag for you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I had to learn the hard way, but yes. And I've had women do it like really quickly, like ask me for something. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they'll do it. They'll try it really quickly. Mm. Wow. Is that is that a Gen Z thing? Is it a Gen X thing? Because I, I don't recall experiencing none of that in my life. Well, we didn't have cash up when we was growing up. So. Oh, no. They, no, they had cash. <laughs> they had cash. Straight cash, homie. Oh. <laughs> Randy Moss was out there. Yeah, they hit you with straight cash. <laughs> it was called child support. I think that's what it was called. <laughs> I was paying that. <laughs> it's just like the, it's like somebody got on the internet and said, if he's taking you to a coffee shop on a first date, He's low effort. He doesn't like wow. you. And then it's very similar to the all the other stuff that they be asking for. It's like, you know, why would you ever go 50-50 with a man? He needs to be taking care of you. And because, you know, Gen Z is obviously relatively young. And like I said a little bit earlier, still trying to figure out how they want to navigate relationships. They just yeah. that because because you're seeing it on social media. A bunch of people are liking it and all this stuff. You think, oh, well, this is how everybody is doing things, so that's just how it's supposed to be. 
And so what else are you supposed to believe? If every time you log on, you know, you're sitting on the phone for four hours a day and that's all that you see. You're not yeah. gonna turn around and be like, oh, it's okay, we can split the bill. When you just <laughs> dame and told that he hates you and you know, all this other <laughs> stuff if you, if you split the bill. So, yeah, yeah. See, see, my question is, or my thought process is, if a woman goes out on a date with you to a place where you're not spending a lot of money, and she she knows beforehand that, say, you're going to the art museum, for instance. You know, I know that's not, a, you know, that's more my generation than yours, Dallas, but if we're going to an art museum, you're not spending one penny at the art museum unless you're going to, like, the, the thrift store or the bookstore in there or whatever. But she's spending time with you there, to me, it lets me know she's actually interested in getting to know you and not how much money you got to spend on her. You know, now the second day can't be the art museum too. You know what I'm saying? You can't you keep going doing that. But if that first one, if you did go somewhere where you really wasn't, you know, weren't spending money, but it, the the whole point was to get to know each other yeah. where you can actually talk. See, at my age, I don't feel like anything is wrong with that because you're getting yeah. the opportunity to see what's up and you're not spending... You know, like I, I can't see myself spending a whole bunch of money on the first day only for them to find and say, well, you know, we just wasn't vibing. And, you know, I, you know, I didn't think the chemistry was right, you know. And so they got that that $150 meal out of you. And now they're on to the next person. See how much they can get out of that person where you all could have just did something that wasn't real high end. But you can go in and get to know each other and talk and, and, and see what's going on. So it also it sounds like that the intentions when dating is a little is, a, is is different. Where at gen, at the Gen X level, we're like, okay, we we need that partner because we we're, we're in our forties, fifties, sixties, where it's getting a little we ain't moving around, it's getting a little lonely. Where you're looking at the Gen Z is we still got a long life ahead of us. We have, to have fun. We'll we'll when we hit thirty, we'll start getting serious. Then we maybe start tweaking our mindset so yeah i think that plays a big part too yeah we're not going on dates for none of the reasons you just said we can talk tell each other on the phone like we sit on the phone all day so it's like what can we talk about at the museum that we couldn't talk about sitting on facetime or what have you so it's like if we're going out, we're going out to have a good time. So like, yeah. that's why it's like, you know, don't take me to walk around no park. That's not, a good, <laughs> you know, it's like, take me to a cool restaurant or, you know, something like that. That's where like the effort of dates, like that's why they're like, oh, this is a low effort date versus a good date. It's because the intention is like more about having fun and then that it's not about like getting another person, if you will. Yeah, this perspective on dating, very different. Gen X and Gen Z, very different. And uh, there, mm. because like for instance, like you're saying, uh, like the the art museum, for instance, I'll just use that example. Um, one thing you can't get to like at the art museum, FaceTiming, you're not gonna be able to talk about the art that's at the art museum. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> you know, and getting the getting the opportunity to actually have a conversation. And like I said, this is my generation to see what this mind is. You get to learn a lot of that while you're up in that art museum talking. And, and actually, you're at, you're having fun. Hopefully, you know, the two people are having fun. They're connecting, laughing, joking, talking about stuff. But I guess the concept of fun will vary between like um, your generation and my generation and what fun actually is, you know? Because like at our, at our age, we're like, you know, I ain't trying to waste no time, you know, and waste time, period, in terms of whatever we're doing. I'm going to enjoy it, but we got to have fun talking. We got to have to this and that. And we got to get up out of the house. We can't just be on the phone all day. you know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Floyd, when they say Netflix and chill, that means you're really watching Netflix and chilling out. You're actually watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. A documentary. <laughs> a polar bears mating season or some shit. <laughs> now, 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 don't get it twisted. I mean, there are people our age when you know, Netflix and chill means the same thing that's going to mean for you know all our generations. You know what I'm saying? But... It all depends on what your intentions are. It's universal. It's the universal language. (laughs) Uh, It says here, I don't think they care, bro. LOL. Our generation is it. We are it. I do agree. We are all we have. (laughs) Man, so this is is crazy. (laughs) That... So that 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 was a big gap that we just we finally really nailed that big gap yeah. on how we look at stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm I'm curious. I know I know how Dallas is, but I'm actually this anyway. This goes to, this, Dallas. This goes to you. I'm a follow up question with you, Floyd. Okay. Um, do you ever look at older generations and t- and use them as an example of how you should be doing it when dating? Uh, yes and no. Maybe dating, I'll say yes. I think relationships as a whole, no. But dating, yes. I think definitely my dating life has improved once I started listening to old dudes, for sure. So dating, yes. Mm. I like that. You know, that's... Well, that comes from like a lot of men try to they try to impart wisdom on the young, younger generation, but this is one of the things I do respect about you, Dallas, that you do listen. So, Floyd, mm-hmm. my question to you is: Have you looked at a younger generation and say, "Hey, that's not bad. I think I, let me incorporate that, or that's actually a better way of doing it." Um, no, <laughs> I haven't. Um, but. The one thing I will say and give uh, props to to, uh, to the younger generation is actually the fun element, you know, the youthfulness of having fun and not taking th- everything so seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe going play laser tag and you're going out and you're chilling and you have fun. Whatever, y'all. I don't know what what the younger generation may do for fun per, for, per se, but the fact that they believe in having fun, skating and, and this and that, just doing whatever is youthfulness, you know, because you gotta, you know, you gotta have fun. You just, you know, yeah. period. You know, so I do look at that element of it. But in terms of watching what they do in reference to dating right now, and just even listening to the music itself, I'm I'm stuck in the '90s, bro. 
nineties to in twenty ten. You know, bring us twenty eight, and she says to each their own. But she loves ice cream and picnic dates. Hell, let's go play some volleyball or something. Damn. Yeah. Hey. That's that's and that and that's what and that's actually what Floyd was talking about. Yeah. So that yeah. youthfulness, you know, at. My at our age, we may want to take some icy hot and a couple of band aids, <laughs> but we willing back to go brace. do it. <laughs> you know, be in the back brace. Yeah, be down for a while. Yeah, we ain't trying to go home and have sex. We got we trying to go home and have and soak in some Epsom salt. No Netflix and chilling at night. Yeah, Zorbine Junior and relaxation. <laughs> oh, this one's for you, Dallas. <laughs> Remember who he is listening to. Yeah, we ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> but you know, well, I guess we. I this I'm having a good time with this. You know, I still. Th- you know, I, along with a part two, know what know what we need done. Yeah, we need to have a Gen Z and Gen X females. Mm. So I'm wow. putting a, I'm, we're putting a call out. If any Gen X and Gen Z f- single female wants to come on and discuss their point of view, inbox us. Nah, let us know. A good part too, because I want to hear some thoughts from the Gen X women on how they view Gen Z women, and vice versa. Because uh, yeah. Some of them out there be living foul, you know. Yeah. <laughs> As Dallas will be cheesing, like, it. hey. <laughs> you yeah, know. You know, it's funny. You was talking about, you were just talking about Joe C and and yeah. how Floyd said he was stuck in, the, you know, he's stuck in the 90s music. Yeah. I'm curious. So, in the dating life, how much does what's said on the music side influence how you go about dating? Because... Because think about what's on, what they say on the music. Well, I'm doing this and doing that. Does that influence or how you think females want to be treated or taken on a date? And this is really for you, Dallas. Do you think that is that a big influence? Um, I think that at least within the black community, I think right now men are more dominant in the music areas that we listen to and so it's less of influencing how the women want to be treated but it is influencing how men treat women because obviously in the 90s you had very romantic type music ooh girl i love you da 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 and now it's like i hate women you know i got women and so of course if you listen to that and you know that is even if you wouldn't admit that it's influencing the way that you are going about dating, if that's what you listen to 24-7, it 100% it is. And so a lot of men don't aren't romantic because that's not cool. What's cool and what's popular is, oh, I'm going to treat women really poorly. So, again, I don't know that people would say that that's the case, but I think that it's pretty evident even in the things that I've heard from just older generations about, you know, how their relationships were and... Um, or even if you even just look at movies of like relationships back in the 80s, 90s, whatever, was much more romantic based and things like that. Whereas now I don't think 
I think, and that's probably why first dates aren't even about like the intimacy of getting to know each other or anything like that. Like everything is about uh, like gratification more than it is connection. So that might be why some women, uh, some of the younger ladies who are like like twenty five to uh, to thirty, um, some of the friends that I know, they say they like dating older guys, you know, because they do believe in the romance and they want that that romance and they're not getting that from the people in their age bracket. Mm-hmm. Follow up question so, here. Go ahead, Marcus. No, you 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 about to, you about to do it. This next question that you about to read. The follow up actually, question is do you single men open car doors for women? And so when is the last time? When was the last time that we opened the door? Car door. Car doors. That's period. That's just the rule. Yeah. The only time that's not that doesn't go into play is if the woman doesn't allow it. Because mm. she ain't into it. So there are some women that's not into uh, the, uh, a man being chivalrous. You know, some people are not in there or they just feel like you should do it on certain times. Like, we just go into a grocery store. You ain't got to get out and open the door. We just go ahead and get this meal. Let's get up out of here. You know, but if you're going on a date, I need you to open the door. I need you to, yeah. you know, put the jacket on, this and that. But I do it all the time. Okay. The man has Dallas. spoken. Man go ahead, Dallas. Spoken. You open you open the Uber door? <laughs> 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 Wait, 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 wait. He opened the door when he sent him home? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so he opened the Uber door. Well, you know, in D.C. The front door. Oh, I'm, Get out of here. Don't, everybody don't got cars. So, yeah, it is you opening the Uber door or you in the door to the place you go. But even when I started, yes, I was opening doors. But I agree with what Floyd said. A lot of women, especially they're not from the South, really, they, they aren't used to it or they – like don't like it or whatever um but i still like to do it so even if you know i am you know engaging with a young lady who doesn't typically isn't used to that you know we had that conversation i'm like you know you need to let me open the door for you they'll be like oh okay whatever and you know we go on like that but um yeah i think now is that common no i know that i do it for very specific reasons um but i wouldn't say that for gen z that is common at all so yes. you, you know, my say the chivalry dead, but most didn't see us. Yeah, because romance is dead. Like, so yeah, of course. Like, why would oh, I? Man. Yeah, y'all need to listen to one of my one of our podcasts on the Exchange Podcast. We just had a conversation about that enhance your romance. You know, today that was the name of the whole thing, enhance yeah. your romance today. But like you say, in Gen Z, apparently romance has dwindled. <laughs> you know, it's not there. But no, you know, in, in my generation, I believe it's strong and it still exists. But mm-hmm. my whole thing is that there shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have to have a conversation about opening your door. You know, when we get to the car, if you're moving there uh, to, to the car to get your door, I'm going to beat you to the door. And, you know, and then you're going to, oh, 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 okay. You know, you're going to see that that's what I do. You're not going to have to tell me I'm waiting on you for you to open my door or sitting in the car because you're waiting mm-hmm. for me to get out and open the door. You're not going to have to do that with me. You know, yeah. now in Gen Z, like you said, I, that that's <laughs> I was laughing because Don said uh, the, the door, it was at the front door. <laughs> 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 that, that's the only door. 
get on out of here. There's a comment uh, coming from Facebook. It says, that makes me sad that they don't have romance. And I think this may be a reference to uh, Dallas's comment for Gen Z. And I'm going to defend my man here because I don't think it's the fact that an entire generation of people just don't have romance. I think influence comes from what society is pushing upon us. Because I recall back, if I reflect back when I was a younger Gen Xer, uh, there was romance and in, in the music, and then we had the gangster music come along, and then that mm-hmm. got put on radio, playing nonstop, and everybody wanted to be a gangster. You had movies coming out with colors and gangbanging and you know mafia, and, and it's carried on to a different generation. You got the dope dealing, and you got all this negativity that is constantly building up. And those that are coming up behind you next to Gen Z are seeing this and they're relating to it and they're young, they're hyper, they're aggressive. They have no chill in their body. So if there is no passion in the music for love, if you got women singing about, you know, doing this and that, you know, the men are doing 10 times worse. So that influence is causing a generation, I feel, to go off tracks a little bit. So it's not necessarily their personality, just what they're exposed to and you got to get the right exposure in order to hone the mind to grow the body and mature the soul who says sexy red ain't romantic so even a lot of the women who are putting out music are saying equally as anti-romantic things so it's yeah. that's what's popular right now so and I do think that there are like there are online conversations where like women are like, oh, I just wish I had romance or whatever. But <laughs> so I think there is desire, but because yeah. it's not culturally relevant for us, most people still aren't actually getting it, even if they do desire it. Yeah. Listen to what the man said. He said it's not culturally relevant because he, why is only the black society has been pushed into this negativity? Hmm. Only our music is, is causing this type of chaos and this type of conflict and confusion. You don't hear it in country. I mean, Beyonce is going over the country. She's going to change all that. But I mean, you don't hear it in country. You don't hear it in alternative music. You don't hear it in rock and roll. You don't hear it in new soul. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of. It might be in Metallica. It might be in Metallica. It was always there in Metallica. We was growing up in Gen X. You know, it was always there. <laughs> they were the one who was going out there and doing crazy stuff. He was like, look at that fool. I no, never heard Maroon 5 say bitch. So I, you got you a valid point. Yeah, so we're being pushed these type of things, and then the people who are making the money off of it also are pushing it. So it's a constant evolving cycle that has yet to be broken, and no one seems to have the answer, or no one cares to have an answer. All right, cool. Well, we got another comment, Don. All right, it says absolutely. Now you're preaching, Don. That's a different life for sure. Indeed, I'm on my pulpit. Uh, I just got off the soapbox. Headed back to Marcus now. <laughs> no, 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 I ain't. You had a soapbox, but you're right though. I didn't. I, I right. I just really thought about it. like I, I knew it before, and I forgot, and I pushed it back in my mind that yeah. Our culture. Oh, that's a good question. That we are really ones really pushing uh, 
the negative negative stereotype about women or and we think even back in our even Gen Z days, we was doing it. How many how many two shorts we songs we listened to? How many Luke songs we had? <laughs> yeah. You know, CDs we had, you yeah. know? Yeah. You know. <laughs> think about when we when we watch Boys in the Hood. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Bring bring me a 40. You know, some you know, it that yeah. was that was the start. That was just progressing. So if now if if it progressed to the where it's at now is part, partly our fault, our generation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I blame that on baby boomers. But go ahead. Uh, there's a, there's a <laughs> question in the in the comment. There's a comment uh, asking a question. Do you believe that men feel that being romantic makes them appear weak? I don't feel that it makes them appear weak. Uh, I feel that uh, if they are around a support group of brothers or individuals who may clown them for doing that, it may cause them to refrain from showing that type of display of emotion in public. Uh, but I will digress to the gentlemen in the group and get their opinion as well. Let's go with you, Floyd. I re- uh, we already know the answer, but what you got? Well, of course the, the answer is no. Uh, the, but, but you're only, you're romantic, being romantic with people who you feel should be romance. So if that individual is worthy of romance. There's no way that person is going to feel like you're weak anyway. So you can't just be giving your energy to everybody. You know, when you are about to be romantic and show romance is someone that you're pursuing in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that one. I agree with hundred percent. You know, you can't, I got to I want to be safe. You can't be given like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't, I hate to say it, you just can't be romantic. To everybody, especially somebody who don't who doesn't know how to receive it, right? Yeah, if they don't know how to receive it, they, of course it may it may come up to them as you being weak, and when you're just trying to be genuine and and put them in a role of that, I'm ignoring you as my queen. Let me treat you as such. Now, now other men that may watch or see it may perceive that if they're on that hard thug life type of thing, you know, they may look at you that way, but. Who cares? No, at, yeah. at this age, at our age, Floyd, I don't see that. I don't see that like that anymore. We, at this age, we we looking about our settling down and making and find that right partner. We that's to the point where you trying to be hard because you bring your wife flowers. Mm-hmm. If I, I can go to a barbershop right now and say I'm a, I'm about to stop and get some flowers for my my wife on the way home, not nan man in that barbershop gonna say a word. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so Dallas, this, now you the last one on the panel on this one. <laughs> how 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 would it, the Gen Z effect come about? This. I mean, we're still young, so peer pressure still matters, and so it's exactly what y'all are talking about. That, like, especially because I said I think a little bit earlier, like Gen Z doesn't really have the community that you all had. So it feels like the you know five friends that I have are the only five friends I'll ever have. And so if me doing X, Y, Z is gonna get me ridiculed by them, I'm not gonna do X, Y, and Z. Cause that means I'm yeah. now sacrificing my friends and my lifestyle over here for this woman. And that seems really weak. And so I don't think that people at this age have that. Men at this age definitely don't really have that 
uh, security to be like, you know, this is the girl that I like, you know, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. Uh, unless you just happen to have a friend group in which that is encouraged and acceptable. Yeah. Wow. So that, that, that was actually one of our questions about how much does your peers affect your dating decisions? You know, because do you feel like you're getting constantly judged by your peers on who you date and how you date? That's a good point, because if you take it like this, if if uh, if you have a buddy and you so happen to be serious with a woman and going out on dates and not spending the weekend hanging out, getting drunk or going to bars and bar hopping, he's going to feel some type of way because he's like, man, why are you spending all your time with that woman? She, you know, it's it's well documented in movies and, and things of that nature. We may have even experienced it ourselves. So it takes a bigger person to step away from that that mind frame and say, hey, I want to be there for my lady. I want to establish something. I want to grow together. So therefore, we as buddies are going to have to either respect it or you're going to have to find somebody else to hang out with, as you know. Okay. So I would just inform real quick. Let's finish this question. But um, I was just informed that the, I guess our live audio was starting to degrade some. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to start wrapping it up in a second, even though we got a bunch of questions. Let's go. Let's let's go ahead and finish that topic up, and we'll we'll start wrapping this up before we lose lose our good rest of our audio. Yeah. I think uh, I would say the answer is twofold, or my answer would be twofold. I think the first thing is for us, we have social, media, right? So it's like. A lot of people, even beyond your immediate friends, are paying attention to who you're dating, if you're dating, where y'all going, what are y'all doing. And so it's like, and I think it's, honestly, I think it's worse for women because like, there's a lot of weird things that go on with dating and social media that we would have to get into on a whole other thing. But like, the way in which women will present the men in which they are with is very particular. It's very... They're very deliberate about the way in which they do that on social media. Uh, and that goes back to what I was saying about the dates and about, oh, I want you to pay for my nails, blah, 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 blah. Because it's like, I only want to date these certain people so that my friends and these people on social media can you know feel a type of way about it. So I think it's influenced by your social circle in that way. Because uh, you don't want to be the only one in your friend group who's manning, you know, paying for her nails. like. That's bummy. Um, and then on the other hand, I think, I don't know how much it does influence specifically who you're dating, at least I think on for men. I think it's a little bit less like that. And I say that because I know in my conversations with some of my guy friends, I'll be like, man, that girl is not cute. <laughs> and they, you know, <laughs> You know, or um, even sometimes when we talk, we won't, we'll talk very abstractly about women. We almost won't even, like, unless it's a girl that we just, is obviously, like, we really locked down with. You know, you might not even show, you'll be trying to beat around the bush about who it is, what she looks like, <laughs> all stuff, uh, because you don't really want, you don't want the two cents. You don't want them to be like, oh, okay, like, she cool. So you'll only really, or, you know, they think she too. So like you kind of, at least for the men, even amongst close circles, you kind of are like, 
uh, skirting around to make sure that you have kind of the space to make a decision and you two, you and, you know, the girl work out what y'all gonna do kind of without the too much two cents from, from the guys. So, um, I think it kind of differs a little bit between the two groups. Um, but maybe that just goes to show that, you know, we need to have some of the young ladies on here too. Yeah. A lot. I'll tell you that they need to fly. Okay, fellas. So, we already got one scheduled or one volunteer for the female version. So we're going to wrap this up. And before we go, I want to let, let everybody know Monday, Monday at 7 p.m., we're going to do a special live on location from LFA Lounge. If you're in the Dallas area, come on through. It's going to be uh, Don, Kia, and myself live on location. So come on through and look for the, we'll post a flyer out to remind everybody. It's a one-time one time Monday event, or first first of uh, maybe future Monday events. And also, one thing I always want, we need to point out, Don and myself, we're not experts at this. We're, we're, we're just having a conversation. This, this platform is just an open forum for us to discuss things in a positive light and put for general knowledge. And I would advise or welcome everybody to come and place their comments and this and that. Be free. This is what we do. We want everything to stay positive and everybody to learn from each other. Yes, I agree. All right. So, I'm so thank y'all for coming out tonight and listening to us. We look forward to a, another less, another session with the females. We gonna put that together. We gonna already start put that together. It's already been happening in the background as we speak. Huh. And since this audio is degrading on us, we gonna we gonna go ahead and cut it down. Have a good night, Don. Peace. Peace. All right. Salute.